Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. I couldn't walk down the stairs. It was like one step at a time, you know, and I could only do it with my right foot forward. Um, I, I was in a lot of pain and obviously I was anxious. Um, panic attacks weren't as bad as what they were four years later, but this was the onset of it. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello and how are you today? I do hope you are as well as you possibly can be and you're managing to navigate your way through these very unusual times. I'm sending you lots and lots of love and I really know that we'll all get through this together. It is unusual times but hopefully you're seeing some positives in it too. So moving on to today's episode, it's with Sally Jacks and she is a TV presenter. She's been in the entertainment industry for many decades. And I first met Sally when we were working together on TV. And then I got a call from her at the beginning of last year. And she told me all about her journey that she'd been through and how she realised that this was all down to iron deficiency. And she had an iron infusion and it literally sorted her symptoms out very, very quickly. And she sort of made it her mission and she has done ever since to spread the word alongside a doctor that she works with all about iron deficiency and how it can affect women so much. And when she called me at the beginning of last year, I thought I would go and get my iron levels checked. And I actually found that mine were much lower than they should be too. And I also found out that I was and absorbing the iron. So even though I was consuming enough iron, I was taking a supplement, I was having lots in my diet, I wasn't absorbing it through my gut in the way that I needed to. So I had an iron infusion, which made me feel horrendously ill for a week after. And then a few weeks after that, I felt fantastic. And I would say 2019, I probably have more energy than I have at any point in my life. So I really wanted to get Sally on this podcast. And it very much is a podcast of two parts. We start off talking a lot about beauty and TV and all of her sort of day-to-day tips that she uses. She does a lot of her own makeup and hair. She applies her own lashes. She does her own beauty routine, but she has to be in front of the camera every every single day. So we have a really fun chat and Sally really is a fun guest and you'll see that as we go through the show. And then the second part, we talk a little bit more seriously relating to what I've just talked about. So Sally talks about how she absolutely got to rock bottom. She talks about the very, very difficult times that she went through, all the symptoms that she suffered from, which were absolutely debilitating for many years. And then she talks about what a difference this made. 
So it's a lovely episode. I really hope you enjoy it. And just to say, everything that Sally talks about is very much backed up by science and she works very closely with a doctor. And I also just want to make a little note that Sally talks about lots of different symptoms and for her, they are all down to iron deficiency. A couple of those symptoms I had, I wasn't anywhere as ill as Sally. In fact, I was pretty much okay. It was just a a couple of little things, but I found out that was due to iron deficiency. But lots of the symptoms she talks about are nothing to do with iron deficiency as well. So please don't get worried that everything is down to iron deficiency. You may already know that your iron levels are where they should be and you still suffer from those symptoms and it's because of some of the reason. But the reason I wanted Sally on this podcast is because I did really want to highlight that iron deficiency can be debilitating and just by going and getting your iron levels checked, what a difference that can make to your health, to your energy to the way you look, the way you feel. So it's a really informative podcast, but even if you've got no interest in the iron deficiency side of things, I think you'll really enjoy it just because it's so entertaining and it's such a nice chat and there's some really good beauty tips in there too. So let's get into the episode. Hi Sally, thank you so much for being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me, Danielle. You're so welcome. (laughs) It feels a privilege. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I've got so much I want to talk to you about. I mean, when I read your career, you have done everything, haven't you? I mean... (laughs) Jack jack of all trades. My goodness. I mean, (laughs) very briefly, maybe you could just tell us a little bit, because obviously you've been pop star, TV presenter, you're a vlogger, you've had a fashion line. Maybe you could sort of fill us in on that to start the podcast today. Basically, I started straight out of school. I got into a group called Box Fizz, but not obviously the original, because I was still in my nappies when they were around, when they won the uh, Eurovision. However, I got into the one with uh, Mike Nolan from the original and David Van Day, who was in Dollar, and before that in the late 70s, Guys and Dolls. So I actually travelled with them for, I think it was four or five years. And I was very much um, brought up, wrapped in cotton wool by my parents. So I always danced, always was part of the Amdram society. Mum and Dad did so much with me. Now I look back as a, as, as a parent myself, I can't believe how much time and effort they put into us as children. And I hope I can do the same thing with my son. But uh, yeah, so I joined Box Fears, but it was sort of really enlightening because I've been wrapped so much in cotton wool. It was really quite weird being out in the sort of bare world, if you will, without my parents on tour, seeing the things that I was seeing, which is wow. a death a book in itself <laughs> and then I went solo and I sang with Ministry of Sound and Clubland used to write hits and uh, you know have tracks out on albums and things like that well I say write hits write tracks that were coming out you know what I mean mm. and uh, yeah yeah I was uh, I've been very lucky but very unlucky <laughs> because every time something was due to be a major success unfortunately no through no fault of my own it was pulled up from underneath me so just before something was going to be huge like we did, did have one track which we were about to do a huge video for and and they were talking to me like it was going to be number one and da, da, da. and then unfortunately it got pulled at the last minute and it was so sad you know this this will break my heart every single time and that's when I got talking to Cheryl Baker one day and she said listen 
a lot of people kept saying that I was like the mini her when I joined Boxfizz and she said listen there's a there's a job going as a TV presenter and I was doing radio at the time and she said I think you should go for it and it was for shopping television I went oh I don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) I went for the job I ended up getting it but didn't really want it and I remember when they phoned me up and said uh, we want you to go full time and I was like oh I just came down for the audition because Cheryl Baker told me to but I'm not (laughs) this and I basically because it was like moving down to London and I'd always been on the road and and I just said to Gary which is my husband uh, but he was my boyfriend at the time I don't know whether I want to do it so I said to the guy on the phone it was a guy called Chris St. Valerie I said to him I'm not so sure I want this job how terrible is that can you give me 48 hours to think about it and then I went into it not loving it that much for three months and then after six months I got the bug and here I am 10 years later absolutely loving it. (laughs) Amazing that's so great and obviously you've done so much TV in your time but also a big thing you do now are your vlogs aren't they? Yes I started vlogging there was a couple of reasons but possibly mainly because of my crafting so it's a bit of a weird one how it came about but the reason why I was crafting was trying to take my mind off the fact that I was suffering with severely with anxiety and panic attacks and slight depression so it was kind of but I didn't know it at the time does that make sense yeah no I get it completely and then a couple of people were saying to me and they were seeing me crafting in the green room at work in between shows you need to get this on on vlogs you need to be putting this on YouTube and I thought I don't even know where to start spoke to this producer and he said you don't need to bother about a special camera or anything like that just get them whacked up on YouTube and that's how I started and then obviously I found out that uh, my anxiety and depression and panic attacks it was more anxiety and panic attacks than depression I had slight depression and then I found out it was it was iron deficiency and and through that, then started vlogging about that. So now it's just lifestyle. <laughs> so it's anything. So one day you could be looking at what I'm doing in the house. Next day you could look at fashion because obviously I studied fashion and got experience in fashion. Next day you could be looking at something I'm making. Next day you could be looking at me having a terrible day with my child homeschooling because of the coronavirus. So it's a whole host of stuff. But I tell you what, I'm awfully honest. <laughs> that's good but you get the good the bad and the ugly with me unfortunately you don't get all sweetness and light and oh isn't this fabulous and isn't this a wonderful instagram snap no this is me without makeup i'm pulling my hair out because my son won't sit down (laughs) i've got but then the next time it might be a fabulous party that i'm going to do you know what i mean it could be a whole host of things that i'm doing and that's what i love your honesty and actually later on sally i definitely want to get on to talking about the whole mental health thing and the iron deficiency because that's something that we definitely have in common and we can talk about that together before we get on to that i would love to talk a little bit about beauty and makeup because obviously you've been in the tv industry for well well over a decade but you've been in the public eye for much much longer than that and over that time I know you've picked up so many beauty tips so many makeup tips Um, it's a bit weird because when somebody speaks to you about this kind of thing you kind of go well I'm not an expert because I've never trained in it as such but when it when somebody starts to talk to you you kind of think well actually I do know quite a lot because I've learned it over the years and I have had some pretty horrific makeup artists doing my makeup (laughs) I mean, so bad. Once we did a magazine shoot, it was a big magazine. It was so bad. I went with my little toiletry bag full of makeup and went and debated in the toilets. It was that bad. Now, why are they on the front line doing makeup? I do not know for magazines. Oh, my goodness. And you do all your own makeup, don't you, for TV? 
for TV. We've had a couple of people in to come in to train us uh, because, of course, we're all on at different times, etc. And it's very difficult. But um, uh, nine times out of ten, I've always been told, which is so lovely. And I feel so grateful that they've kind of said, listen, you're doing a really good job. And I'm like, oh, wow. And that's because I am I'm particular about things. I am a sort of I haven't got OCD, but I'm kind of that kind of person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I look into things and I'll research and I'll watch videos, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And of course, in my line of work, we speak to so many experts definitely so so many tricks along the way so what would you like to know oh my gosh everything so one of my your vlogs I love most is the one about how to apply lashes now I know it sounds a silly thing but I cannot apply lashes myself whereas you seem to just be able to do it straight away is there any little tips that you can give us about applying lashes there are a couple of them actually one of them is the most obvious it's like riding a bike if you only do it every now and again, you're not going to be good at it. But because I do it almost, well, not in lockdown, but almost every single day with work, I have become just very good at it. But I'm not very good because I'm the only one that can do it. Anybody can do it. You've just got to keep doing it. But I can even put them on while Gary's driving the car and the car's jangling <laughs> away. So, I'm, you know, it might be like I'm late for a party or late for a photo shoot or something in my days and so basically one of the greatest things is that you've got to get a good glue don't bother using the glue that's in the back of the packets they are you um so uh, one of the best glues that you can get is called uh, duo and that's a fabulous glue so you get a little bit out and you put it on the sides so you put you've got a compact like a compact that's got a, a you know like a plastic top just put a dab on there and leave it because you want it to go tacky and then what you'll do is you'll get a top of like a, a brush like a thin brush or top of a pencil and you'll dab it in the glue and then you wipe it around the lashes. So that's how you do it. But make sure you've cut the lashes down to size to your eyes first and you go from the outer ends. So the outer ends where your ears, you know, not near your ears, you go from the outer ends and cut inwards. And then you apply that. Best ones I've found for eyelashes, if you want to make, want, want me to mention any makes, is Eyelurn. I love their Wispies. And also uh, MAC eyelashes are absolutely fantastic. But MAC can tend to be a little bit more pricey. Go for Eyelurn. Wispies, they're cheap. You can buy them in a five-pack. And then all you do is I take my tweezers and then I place them on. And then you've got to kind of shunt them up to your the skin to bit. Do you know what and then you've just got to make sure the ends are fixed and then that's it but I mean I've had some I remember when I was drunk and I was talking to this I was still with Gary it's not that I was after this guy but he was very very good looking <laughs> afterwards and both of them had like pinged off and were hanging and I remember thinking oh cool blimey what a mess <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious and obviously you have to wear so much makeup when you under camera lighting you know I know what it's like when you're in a tv studio you have to apply so much more than usual we've worked, we've worked together haven't we Danielle yeah so, we've worked yeah. together exactly so we know what it's like to have to apply makeup be under those really harsh lights and then afterwards you obviously want to remove that makeup now you've got great skin have you got any tips to removing makeup or how you actually nourish your skin particularly after you've wore all that makeup 
I'm very, very, very particular. Mm -hmm. I make sure my makeup comes off every single day. You know, I know people that have got drunk on nights out and left their makeup on. No, even Gary knows. I mean, obviously, I don't get drunk anymore because I've got a five-year-old, but I used to be a party animal, and I taught him how to take my makeup off. I (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being on the floor, and he couldn't get on the floor, and I said, just make sure you take my makeup off. (laughs) Just do a full skincare routine, please, Gary. Quite often that I've either stayed around at mates' houses or, or things like that and they found my false eyelashes and thought they were spiders <laughs> on the side, which is absolutely hysterical. But basically I would use, um, which I'm I, I'm not particularly uh, a fan of myself for doing this first one, okay? So I'm trying to look for an alternative. But I would use something like a simple wipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason being is because I know about what wipes are doing to the environment now. So I'm trying to look yeah. for another method at the moment. Uh, but I found those very easy, especially when I'm on the road. So I'll take all my makeup off with a simple wipe. But don't let that trick you. Your makeup is not off your face. You've just got your first layer. So you are yeah. still not towel white clean. And a lot of people take their makeup off with these wipes thinking it's the be all and end all. And it is not. So I use mm-hmm. that as the first stage. Then I will always wash with water. So I use a product which we sell where I work at Ideal World called Elizabeth Grant. A lot of people think that you only use the product or you say you use the product on air mm-hmm. because we're mm-hmm. selling it, but it's not true. If you actually came to my house, my house, apart from not being built by Ideal World, everything is by <laughs> Ideal World. It's just insane. So um, basically, I then uh, take my makeup off with water and this cleansing foaming product. And I use a uh, little gadget that, that vibrates and it's by Crystal Clear. And that basically gets the blood pumping to the top of the skin. You know more about all of this than anybody with what you do with your yoga. So you want that, that blood to the, the top of the skin. So that's what I do. And then twice or three times a week, I will exfoliate. Um, I would definitely put a face mask on at least once a week. And then a very important to use a different eye cream because you don't want to use the same cream on your face as your eyes because your eyes is three times thinner the skin around your eyes and the rest of your face make sure you always have an spf on during the day and also you do not wear an spf when you go to bed at night and so it's all those kind of things as well as using serums but i have to say danielle i don't have it now and i don't know whether you still have it but one of my favorite products at the time was actually your oil yes well i still have it i'll post you one sally it's amazing love your and I'm not just saying that because you are interviewing me I would just not say anything um I would be (laughs) I would be polite and not say (laughs) just just not say say, anything (laughs) your oil was one of the best that I've used and I absolutely loved it I loved it you could put it everywhere in your decolletage oh I thought it was absolutely superb and in that way you don't need to faff around with loads of stuff you just put your, your oil on. I thought it was fabulous. Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, for anyone that doesn't know that, it's Fusion by Danielle Collins and it's all accredited by the Soil Association as organic. It's vegan and it's just full of high performing botanical seed oils. So there's not any chemicals in there. There's not lots of water in there. They don't bulk it up with loads of rubbish you don't need. So it is great. If you've got sensitive skin, if you've got aging skin, it's really, really good. I'll put that in the show notes so people can see oh, that. Yeah. Absolutely. 
absolutely have to. And if you are, obviously, if anybody's listening, they're going to be a fan of yours or they follow you. And I'm telling you now, I am not just saying it. I, I, there's loads of products that I've used through my years, um, not just obviously being on shopping telly, but through, you know, me being a, a massive sort of fanatic of beauty products. And I've used every man and his dog, I have to say. <laughs> And uh, your product was beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you, Sally. That's so kind. And actually a little tip, which is not actually to do with my product, but you know you were saying to get off that first layer of makeup. There's a product which I found, which is amazing. And this is not sponsored or anything. It's just something I like. And it's a product by Dermalogica and it's called a pre-cleanse. And if you've been wearing makeup, you just apply this to the skin. You rub it in a little bit. It makes like a milky residue. And then you wipe this off, ideally with a muslin cloth or, or a little bit of water. And it gets off that first layer of makeup before you then do your deeper cleanse so if you wanted to swap your wipes you know you're saying to you wanted to look for something that's a, a great product um, I will I'll look into that can mm. you message me I'll message you, you message that me? yeah I will it's so so good the only thing that I'm not happy with myself about because I want to be better for the environment I've just got my big shop you know my delivery because I'm in isolation um, and I'm not going out to the shops at all and I look at all the plastic on the counter and it makes oh, me shiver I know I know it's oh. just crazy is there any products you've come across over the years which you like from an environmental point of view or a point of view that are better for the environment is there anything you sort of come across Oh, there isn't much, is there? No, there's not much out that. there. There isn't much, Sally. No. Um, I think for exfoliating, there's a couple of products that I use that have sorted out their beads. Mm-hmm. So they're not yes. too, because I'm very particular on that. So the exfoliant is, can't be those micro, I can't remember what they're called, those micro beads that go yes. into the sea and affect the, the, the ocean. Um, so yeah. I've been careful about my exfoliating for that, especially for, for the face. But for the body, I tend to use the mitts and then they can be washed so that's great. Uh, apart from that, I don't think, and obviously I didn't realise your oil, because I forget, your oil mm-hmm. had so much you know, in it that was so uh, beautiful. Yeah, it, it's so organic and vegan. And the best thing about it is that the Soil Association, who accredit everything food-wise as organic or products as organic, they actually go to source and check how the ingredients been produced, how it's been grown. So they check all the ethical standards. They check where the green tea's been grown. They check where the apricot seed oil's been grown. They check the rosehip oil. It's really nice to know that it's been checked on every level they check sort of from seed to market they don't do they, they do right. which yeah. is fantastic and just a couple of other beauty questions sally before we move on to talking a little bit more about iron and mental health you are amazing at doing your own hair as well now Ooh, it's very really? yes your hair always looks absolutely gorgeous any tips in terms of what you do for your hair I'll give you a funny one in lockdown. Have you seen the video of my husband dyeing my hair? Yes, I have. Hilarious. So let me just tell you. Okay, so I knew that as we went into lockdown, I was due at that point to have my hair done. Mm -hmm. And lockdown happened. And I'll, I'll never forget this. He mentioned it on the 23rd. We went into lockdown on the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. I'll be great for a pub quiz. I'll tell you why, because my birthday is 24th of March. So I will <laughs> never forget that, even if it's a pub quiz in 20 years' time. So um, basically, I was due to have my hair done the morning of my birthday, and I couldn't. So my hairdresser, and it was horrendous. My roots were horrendous. I mean, I look worse than Lily Savage. So my husband <laughs> brought around, uh, sorry, my hairdresser brought around and dropped it on the doorstep. 
because I've been in isolation since the 20th. And I knew I had to go into isolation because I'm asthmatic. So basically, uh, she dropped in at the front door and uh, Gary's going, what we do? I said, oh, it'll be fine. I'll be able to do it. You know, positive thinking. Oh, yeah. I'll be able to do this. Came to do it. I'm thinking, call blimey, I can't do this. I'm going to be absolutely useless. So I called him up to my dressing room and I said, listen, you've got, you're going to have to do my hair. So he starts you know, wittering on about what he's going to do. And I'm going, listen, you've just got to listen to my directions of what Vicky said. Vicky's my hairdresser. Anyway, we start arguing. And I've got it all on film. <laughs> and he starts saying, so just normal. It's not. It's what I'm saying, black and black. What's white is white with me. Uh, he's going, you're not filming this. I said, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm filming this, but it's not going out live. So I'll just see and I'll edit it. Anyway, I went back into it and I thought, well, I'd put anything up that because he's going, you're horrible. <laughs> I'm Anyway, when I watched it back, it was utterly hilarious. This is just real life. So I put it out and we had so many comments on it. And it was great to have that two-way conversation with people that were watching it, not just friends and family, but for people from far and wide going, oh, my gosh, I wish my husband would do this. I'd be exactly the same. This is amazing. And so he dyed my hair. So that's turned out okay. And he's just done it again. So second time, touch wood, he's done a really good job. But for looking after my hair, I am really into, obviously, um, vitamins and minerals. So it's very important what you put into your body. You are what you eat. So I know that was by Gillian McKeith, but she was so right in what she said. And basically, um, I think it's very, very, very important what you put into your body is what you're going to get out. Also, I'm not one of these that goes and spends an absolute fortune on shampoo and conditioner. I'll just buy it off the shelf in Tesco's as the way. Mm-hmm. It's not sponsored by anybody in this video. <laughs> I'm not bothered and then uh, every now and again I might put a mask on but I don't need to do that too much because my hair is quite silky anyway so I'm quite lucky Um, and then what I'll try and do is give my hair a break so in lockdown now don't wash your hair every day even if you look like stick at the bump or grease (laughs) Joe leave it like that because it's the best thing some days I get up when my head starts to itch I think I think I might need to wash it today (laughs) so I will leave my hair in a bun and just do do it every day and I will probably wash my hair once a week at the moment for doing my hair I just watch videos on it and because I've been a dancer and in shows since I was a young girl I learned how to do my hair pretty quick you know as a little girl so is that the reason I don't know I've never looked on myself as being particularly good with my hair I appreciate your comment and saying that I didn't realize I just (laughs) your hair don't you your hair looks great and do you always curl it with a curling tong how do you do that or do you use straighteners when you do that oh straighteners who the heck can do that <laughs> well I've got a friend who's amazing at that and she just sort of gets the straighteners and curls it through and it looks amazing but I've never been able to do that I could do one side that's fabulous the other one just look dodgy yeah I know. I mean, left hand side looks great, right hand side looks dodgy. <laughs> so, no, I use a curling wand called Babylus Pro. Yeah. And it starts fat and it goes thin. Yeah. And that's and that's the only way I can describe it. That's the technical term. <laughs> fat and thin. And uh, that's what I use on my hair. For straighteners, I just use the old GHDs because I've had them for years. Um, I also have just bought a new product, which I used years and years and years and years and years ago. And I've started using again. And that's the Wave Tool. And that's my fabulous as well. And that gives you like a beachy wave. Kind of makes me look a little bit either. What's the mermaid? What was she called? Oh, Ariel. Hannah. Is it Ariel? Oh, no. Oh, and Daryl Hannah. I know. Yes, I know. Oh, that's lovely hair. That's gorgeous. It like Splash. Yes, um, Splash. Or 
or like a bad 80s, somebody told me. But and that's in went, now, isn't it? That look, those mermaid waves are really on trends at the moment. My uh, leggings out and my uh, um, leg warmers. <laughs> <laughs> that's proper bucks fears isn't it <laughs> Love yeah. That. Yeah. amazing so let's move on to if i just explain to everyone a little bit about how we got back in contact we again are. get yourself a cup of tea love get yourself <laughs> a cup of tea everybody ready <laughs> settle ready, down very, very so we started off obviously knowing each other through doing TV together and then you gave me a call early last year and you actually initially gave me a call just because you thought I'd be interested in this new information you'd found out from a professional point of view. Obviously I work with a lot of people in wellness and health and I have a lot of clients. So Sally actually called me and said look I found out that I am iron deficient and I have had this iron infusion, which has been absolutely life-changing for me. And I'm really encouraging as many women as possible to go and get their iron levels checked. So that next day, I actually thought, well, before I go telling anybody else about this, I need to go and get my iron levels checked because I'd never really um, known what they are. I mean, when I was pregnant, they did blood tests, but they just said, oh, it's okay. But from the information Sally told me, I actually realised maybe they aren't okay because I was getting certain symptoms which were making me think that perhaps my iron levels were lower than they should be. So I got a blood test and I actually found out that my ferritin was lower than it should be and made the decision to go and have an iron infusion. I had this done in Harley Street in London. And as you well know, Sally, I felt horrendously ill for a week after it. But after that week, my energy levels were better than they had ever been. My periods, which after I'd had both my daughters used to be 14 days long, actually went down to seven days. So that was massive change for me. So I'll sort of pass it over to you, Sally, and maybe you can talk a little bit about your journey. My son's coming up six. So it would have been four and a half years ago by the time I had the infusion. And I'd been suffering at the end of pregnancy. My hands went blue, uh, not blue as in proper blue, like you colour them in with pencil, blue as in like your lips go slightly blue when you're out in the cold. And I couldn't move my limbs properly, my feet or my hands. And I went to the doctors and I actually saw the obstetrician. Um, oh, pregnant women get it and we don't know why. Um, it'll leave you. OK, so you trust it and you come away. And then I started to feel a little bit anxious, but I had lost my job. I hadn't lost my job as in me, at the company gone bust that I was working for. So I went through a lot of pressure there because I'd lost all my maternity pay, et cetera, et cetera. So money worries. So uh, they just kind of, when I'd had Frankie Jack said, oh, I think you've got postnatal anxiety. I don't think they wanted to say postnatal depression at me because I think I would have thrown some at them in the, in the surgery. And <laughs> But basically, after I got the same symptoms as fibromyalgia, so I couldn't pick up my son, Frankie Jack, my husband had to hand into him, put the bottle in his mouth, put my hand around the bottle, it was that severe. And I couldn't walk down the stairs, it was like one step at a time, you know, and I could only do it with my right foot forward. I, I, I was in a lot of pain. And obviously, I was anxious, panic attacks weren't as bad as what they were four years later. But this was the onset of it. And I've since learned that fibromyalgia is a symptom of iron deficiency 
So if you've got fibromyalgia, you go and get your iron checked. So basically, in a nutshell, I suffered for four and a half years, uh, reoccurring chest infections, um, probably once every three, four months. 2017, they thought I had pneumonia. Uh, They found a shadow on my lung. I was majorly ill, couldn't get upstairs. I used to be a professional dancer and singer, as you've heard from, uh, you know, what we've previously talked about. I was now not able to even walk up the stairs. I was putting on weight. I was chronically fatigued. I was scratching at my skin so much so that I was getting these little, and I can't remember what they're called. They begin with P, but I was getting these little red dots on my skin. So they actually checked me out for leukemia at one point. And then I was also bleeding very heavily. I was losing my hair, brittle nails, personality change, snappy. Uh, My husband says snappy, snappy, and then more snappy. Um, That's how he explains it. I don't think I bonded with my little boy properly. Now I look back, baby brain. Baby brain is all to do with it's been linked to iron deficiency. That's actually there's data out there. So, yeah, that in a nutshell was what was wrong with me. And I was put on oh, medication. So COPD, they thought I had, even though I wasn't a smoker, they tested me twice, came out negative, but they still put me on Spirevia or Spirevia. So I can't ever pronounce it properly. And I was also put on Foster 200. If anybody's on asthma sprays, they'll know that's one of the highest preventatives you can be put on. I was on Ventolin still every day that I was having to take. I was also on prednisolone, steroids, probably every three months, antibiotics. I was on Montelukast for nasal drip, for my nose because that was causing me to have coughs and also as well I was put on eventually sertraline if anybody knows that it's an antidepressant and um, very very difficult to come off once you've been put on it and I was on are you ready for this because a lot of people will be a little bit shocked if they're on it some people may be on the same level as I was most people won't but I was on 200 milligram which is the strongest amount you could be on And that was because my anxiety was so bad. I couldn't get out the door, felt like I was being strangled. And my panic attacks I was having on live television. So as a director's counting you in to go live to your audience, I was feeling like I was going to burst into flames and actually throw up. It was awful. (laughs) That's in a nutshell. That's a lot. And then how did you first find out that this could all be down to iron deficiency? It was a bit of a joke, really. So it was in uh, 2018. It was November the 1st. It was the day after my Halloween party. And I started to vomit. And I've been put on prednisolone again. And uh, then I was on the COPD. And then I was on the Foster 200 as well. So um, I, I rung my doctor and they said, right, it's the amount of steroids you're taking. You, ne- you now need to take a PPI, which is a proton pump inhibitor, um, which is called a Moprazole. Quite a lot of the world are on them. And uh, basically, that upsets the pH level of your stomach and it shrinks the hydrochloric acid that's in your tummy, which is very important and what you need. Uh, But I didn't know that at the time. And uh, my friend rung me up out of the blue and she is magnificent. She's like you, you know, you're the yoga. She's like the dressmaker. Oh, I know. Yes, I know who she is. I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, she, I mean, her dresses are amazing, aren't they? they're insane. She makes more stars and all the BAFTAs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she I've known her for years and she used to make my my um, outfits for stage and things like that. And she rung me up and we hadn't spoken for a couple of years. And uh, she said, oh, how are you? And I said, oh, God, I'm not so good. And she said, uh, why not? So I began to tell her. But also as well, that year I'd had, so doctors were also blaming what had happened in my life, which is understandable. In January 2018, I had a car crash. In March 2018, my father had passed away and I tried to resuscitate him and I couldn't. In April, my mum had a stroke. 
in April, we also had to move her house into my dad's house um, because she had to get out of a rented accommodation. And then uh, that was April. Then in May, my mum fell and broke her nose and her arms. And then in, I think it was November, she had a TIA. And then my father-in-law collapsed on the same day and was rushed to hospital. So we'd had a horrific year. So on the 1st of November, she came around and she said, listen, I've been very similar to you since I had my son. She said, I want to give you this information that I've been given. She said, I said, we can't come round. I've got sick in the air and I've got my pyjamas on. She said, I'm coming round, get your bloods. I said, I've had my bloods done. The doctor said, I'm absolutely fine. She said, well, you're not. She said, I'm telling you something's wrong with those bloods. So she, she came around, Gary got my bloods printed out from the doctor and she sat down. This is all she said to me. She said, now your B12 looks okay. She said, but mine's not. She said, so I don't think it's that, but I've learned a lot about it. Now, of course, the two of us now know even more. She knew a lot then about B12, mm-hmm. but we know absolutely shed loads now. The iron, she said, I don't know much about this, but I'm telling you that level is too low. And I said, yeah. but, I, but and she said, it's your ferritin. And I actually said to her, what's ferritin? It sounds like something your dog does. So, <laughs> I said, what is it? Should your iron stores? So 4th of November, I booked an appointment with the doctors and I went down. I know this because it's in my notes. And I said to the doctor, listen, this this ferritin level is low. And I said, and I've done research on it. And I said, and I am a walking, talking advertisement of low ferritin. I said, every symptom I've got is down to this. Whereas you as a GP, you're looking at every symptom individually. Whereas now I think you need to look at it as a whole. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's in the guidelines. It's in the NICECOM guidelines, which is hopefully what we'll get on to, which are wrong and or too wide. Should I say that's the correct uh, way of putting it? And you're fine with your ferritin. I said, well, I don't think I am. And I think this is what's it because you haven't been able to find it for four and a half years. I want some iron tablets. No, you're not getting any of those. I said, I'm not leaving your surgery till you put me on iron tablets, please. And anyway, they ended up putting me on them. They didn't tell me to take them with vitamin C, which you need to because it has a a 100 percent increase in absorption. And they overdosed me on it as well. They put me on too much of it. They put me on 200 milligram. I think it was three times a day. And actually, the new advice is 65 milligram every other day. So anyway, I left the surgery and I got through Christmas. That's why I've told you about my bad year, my anxiety and depression, my anxiety and panic attacks. I had to get through Christmas once I got over over Christmas and we got through to January I thought you know what I'm going to do a bit more research on this so I went on a rampage trying to find anybody that could help me and I spoke to quite a few people but the one person that made sense was Dr Caitlin Scott at the Iron Clinic and I rung her up I sent my bloods through and basically they said that's all your symptoms (laughs) how have you even functioned on that I wasn't as bad as you, although I was poorly after I'd had it because I did warn you about that, didn't I? You also and short and sharp, wasn't it? Yeah. And I remember, oh, I remember you calling me thinking, oh, my gosh, what have I done to the poor girl? I've <laughs> got um, <laughs> my advice that I'm giving her. Um, but aren't you glad now you had it? Oh, my goodness, Sally. So I was really ill that week after, so it felt like I had probably the worst flu I'd had in my life. I mean, I couldn't move. I had to literally crawl to the toilet. It was awful. And I remember thinking in that week, have I done the right thing having that iron infusion? But then it just clicked overnight. It was crazy. I went from feeling so ill to suddenly I was like, 
oh my goodness, I haven't felt energy like this in years. And I didn't even think that there was anything wrong with me. And I know that sounds silly. The only thing I was aware of that might be to do with low iron levels was the fact that I had very long periods. So I mentioned earlier that I had those periods which were lasting 14 days. So I knew obviously my iron would be low because of that. And I knew there was a chance that the low iron was actually even causing those long periods. And also something I've talked about before on my social media a couple of times, so some people might be aware of this, but between having Lucia and Lily, I had two miscarriages as well. So I always wondered whether there was a link in some way to iron, etc. And just a little note on that, by the way, if you have been like me and have gone through miscarriages, I do not want you to think that, oh my goodness, it's because you didn't have enough iron, because it's such a complex thing when it comes to miscarriage. And a lot of the time these things just happen. But I then realised that for me, it might have been linked to that. So please don't worry if that's something you're going through or you have gone through. Just wanted to make that little side note there. But since I have had the iron infusion, so just over a year ago, my energy levels have definitely been better. And as I said earlier, those 14 day periods are now seven days, which I know is long for some people, but for me, that's short. Short. So, yeah. So mm. definitely. And I'm trying to remember something i should have looked this you up know, before what my... you should say mm. that because yeah. my sorry too much information let's talk about periods <laughs> um that my periods were used to be seven to nine days and really strange because i only thought about it the other day and i thought why are my periods shorter and i wonder if it's because and it has happened in the last year and i wonder if it's down to me having the iron infusion so my periods now and i don't want to sound like i'm rubbing it in but might have gone down to sort of 4 days that's and great. i'm rubbing it in well and truly with no, you no not at all no that's mine great are shorter than yours love <laughs> but, um, well but, they started um, off shorter didn't they you know so yeah, it's reduced yeah, about yeah, yeah. about the same amount so no but yeah. that, i'm sure it is to do with that because yeah. mine literally changed within a month after ha- having that iron infusion and also as well I had two miscarriages and I'm very much the same thing as you is that they cannot tell me for certain that those miscarriages are down to my low iron they cannot say that however miscarriage and and fertility problems are linked to low iron and low b12 deficiency so we can't state as Danielle and I are sat here that that if that is a problem that you're suffering with at the moment and you know my heart goes out to you um but what i would say is get it checked and rule it out mm, that's definitely. what i would always say definitely get these might- things checked cuz cuz as i said it is very complex and sometimes miscarriages just happen you can have the best iron levels in the world you can have the best b12 in the world you can be the healthiest person look after yourself and sometimes they just unfortunately happen and and just want to say here you know sally and i if you are going through that completely understand how heartbreaking it is so you know like you say sally our hearts just do go out to anybody that's going through that absolutely I, 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 you're lucky that i've been able to talk about it without breaking down mm-hmm. Not often that I can, even now, you know, and it's it's a good two years on since my last one. And I just, yeah, it's terrific. It is. It really is. Definitely. So after you you met Dr. Caitlin, um, she's definitely been 
alongside you really with spreading this message. And it is so important to have a medical professional and a qualified doctor alongside you in terms of spreading this message to people. So tell us what you've done so far, because you have been very much a spokesperson in the media about iron deficiency, haven't you? Well, first of all, started off. So I'm very much trying to get it out there because one in three women, that's the statistic, one in three women suffer with this and some suffer for 30 years so don't think that if you're sat there at the age of 60 because my mum had an iron infusion at 69 don't think that because you're 65 69 and your periods are stopped and they stopped 10 years ago that this can't possibly happen to you because you don't have periods anymore that's untrue what could happen is that you've just dealt with it through your life and you just think that's how the body should be but it's worth getting checked so what we've done is I set up a mental health campaign, which I'm really sad about. I mean, obviously, everybody is because there's loads of stuff that's come to a halt. But because of this blooming coronavirus, which I wish it would just off it popped, I'm trying yeah. to say, in a, <laughs> uh, clear off. The, the mental health campaign was supposed to start this month. So we've got two MPs behind us backing us to take it through Parliament. I've been asked to join the Anemia community, which I'm on board now. And they've asked me to be a spokesperson uh, with them uh, through Parliament, which hopefully, if everything clears up with the coronavirus, which we're hoping it will, we will be in at the end of the year. And basically, it, it goes back to those nice comms guidelines, if I'm making sense, being too wide. So we haven't looked at them or nice comms. NHS, whoever's behind it, hasn't looked at them for a long time. So there needs to be more studying done on them to sort of shrink those levels. So if you are showing, so at the moment, if you go to the doctors and your ferritin comes out at 15, your doctor will tell you you're fine. Because in East Manchester at the moment where I live, um, if your ferritin level is between 10 and 290, you're seen as fine. But if you're 10, you actually have nothing in your body whereas a doctor will say you're fine yeah and what was yours sally before you had the infusion eight yeah low eight i was told i was fine so low i'm trying to remember what mine was sally it was was higher than that i'm a pinocchio i was eight when i was pregnant then it went up to 24 but i was still majorly symptomatic from it um, and then when I had the infusion, mine was 24 when I had the infusion. Yeah, mine was in the 20s too, wasn't it? It was mid-20s, I think, from what I can remember. I've got a feeling yours was either 26 or 28. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, seriously. And what I've done as well, if anybody's interested, you can go and get your bloods done at the doctors. And those bloods specifically for what I'm talking about that you need to have done is ferritin, transferritin saturation, serum iron, vitamin D, B12 and folate. All six needs check-in. Now, you can get that done for free. And I'm saying that lovely F word, free. You can get that done at your GPs. But you can't just say, so the doctor gives you a full blood count. Unless he decides to put those on, which majority won't, this is what we've learned over the last 12 months, um, you've got to ask for those specific bloods. And it's whether your doctor will actually put them on the file to have the bloods done. So your doctor may, you may not. So if he does it, fantastic, you've got it for free. But if you can't get it done, I've had that many people, because you've seen all the, the playlist of iron that I've done on my YouTube videos now. I'm getting that many people going, I can't get it done. My doctor won't do it. I'm getting uh, my doctor asking me, why am I asking for these? These don't need doing with my symptoms. And I'm getting all this. And I got to the point where I was pulling my hair out thinking, how can I help? So 
So I've actually come up with a collaboration that I've done with a blood company called Fourth With Life. And this was finalized a week last Friday. And there's a link and I can give it to you, Dan- Danielle. You can put it with if you wanted to with this podcast. And basically, mm-hmm. you can click on that link and it takes you straight to the site that gives you those six bloods. Uh, they mm-hmm. They send out a finger prick test. You can prick your finger at home, send the blood back, and then they send their results back to you. Now, obviously, I want to state again, if you can get it done free at your doctor's, that's the way to go. It is the way to go, yeah. But you want those bloods checking, then I've sorted it out with a blood company. I've done a collab with them, and it costs £62 to have it done. So if you can't get it done by your GP, go buy a fourth with life. And a little note on the iron infusion, they are, if you're in the UK, they are very expensive. And we completely understand that, you know, it is out of the price range of a lot of people. But there are other things you can do, aren't there, Sally? You can get prescription iron tablets. You can have supplements. You can increase the iron in your diet. There are other ways if you can't or don't want to get an iron infusion. Yeah, because an iron infusion works out roughly. I'm going to give you a ballpark figure it's roughly around about 700 with a consultation Um, but what the iron infusion does is it gets into the system quicker so for Danielle and I for instance and obviously everybody's a different peg going into a different hole if that makes sense but if we went on to tablets we would both absorb at a different rate so for instance Dan just like we were ill at different she she were ill for seven days I was ill for 48 hours my mom wasn't ill at all she was a spring chicken the next day I thought she was making (laughs) Honestly, I'm That's saying, amazing. Oh, I'm going, I'm well gel. How come oh. you bring out of it at 69? I'm younger than you. I'm your daughter. And I end up being so sick. I said, I do not understand it. And uh, anyway, that just goes to show that things happen to different people, just as we're seeing with the coronavirus. So if you went on to tablets, so for somebody like me, it would take 10 to 12 months to build that back up. Whereas yeah. the iron infusion, it worked on me within nine weeks. Yeah. Whereas my mom, it worked on her within three days. With you, I don't know how long it was before you were feeling better. Mine was a very slow incline. My mom was immediate. I don't know about you. Sorry, I'm clicking within two <laughs> Within two weeks, I definitely started to feel better. And then within a month, I went to, or maybe it was six weeks, I went to get my iron checked. And it was up in the hundreds, you know, and that's going from down in the 20s. So it made a massive massive difference for me amazing it is but the other thing is if you have a problem absorbing in your stomach so if you've got gut problems um you know ibs and the usual gut problems then you don't absorb the same also if you've been taking i go back to that amoprazole the ppi the proton pump inhibitor if you've been taking any of those drugs for a long period of time then your stomach doesn't absorb nutrients the same within your stomach therefore you've got to uh, maybe look at other areas so if you start with taking the tablets but they don't work this is where you need to be in contact with dr caitlin scott so although i'm not medically trained i'm giving you the same information because obviously I'm doing a lot of public speaking about it now but if you go over to Dr Caitlin she will probably clarify what I say because you can go and speak to her via email Uh, they're open and they're free of charge to talk to 
It's just not free to have the iron infusion. But another way as well, if you know that you're on any of that medication, if you know you've got things like IBS, is to look on to, and you know your ferritin's low. It's very important you get checked before you start taking anything. You can't just go and whip away and go and take something straight away. Is that you can take sprays for iron as well. So that therefore it goes in sublingually and goes straight blood vessels in the mouth does that make sense that makes complete sense and when I spoke to Dr Caitlin Scott even though I've got no known stomach problems that's what she said about me that I wasn't able to absorb the iron from my food even though I was getting sufficient iron actually when you could see the food on your plate for some reason my body wasn't absorbing it properly so that was so so interesting finding that out and you know amazing and I just also want to say that you're doing this Sally to help people free of charge you know it's not like this is a pay job or a sponsor or anything like that you know you are just out here spreading a message because you went through your absolute rock bottom and this changed your life so significantly so I just wanted to make that really really clear to everyone that it's not like Sally or I are getting anything out of talking about our journey and also just want to say you know we understand that this isn't going to be something that everyone's suffering from there's plenty of women out there plenty of men that iron levels are absolutely fine but if anything that Sally has said does ring true with you get your iron checked absolutely and also look out for the mental health campaign once it starts we did have tv and magazines interested I was doing a a big talk to people about it uh, with doctors involved in it with the anemia community with the blood company and that was due to start this month so I'm I'm absolutely gutted Uh, but obviously I do realize that you know it needs to go on hold where this pandemic's going on uh, and we'll we'll resume it when it's safe uh, to be able to do so. Definitely. And Sally, if people want to get in contact with you, follow you, and also if they want to get in contact with Dr. Caitlin Scott and the Iron Clinic, could you please just briefly let us know where they can do that? Yes. So uh, Dr. Caitlin Scott is info at the ironclinic.co.uk. Um, you can get me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and it's all Sally Jacks. That's spelled J A C K S. Sally Jacks TV mom and I'm also on YouTube under the same name and there's a playlist on iron and health it will give you my full story a couple of my speeches my BBC interviews Paul Ross interview so it gives you a whole host of stuff there and I will carry on doing that obviously it's mental health week um starting 18th of March and I've got a couple of vlogs going out that week talking about all of this so yeah just follow that and if you've got any questions you can DM me on Instagram you can message me on YouTube private message me on Facebook and I do try and answer every single message I get through and try and give you as much information but I have to say again I'm not medically trained I've just learned an awful lot through doctors, through medical books that I've I've read. And whatever information I pass on to you, I say go and get that checked with Dr. Caitlin Scott or your GP if they know enough about it. But hopefully we will get these guidelines changed and move slightly so people will be picked up on it. Because for most people, it's so easy to rectify. 
It is. Absolutely. And thank you, Sally. Thank you, first of all, for telling me all about this, because obviously it was massively life changing for me, gave me more energy than I ever had and helped my period so much. Thank you so much for all the hard work you're doing, spreading this message, you know, using up your time. And I know you're such a, a busy lady, but you're giving so much time to spreading the word on this. And lastly, thank you for being on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. You've been amazing. Oh, I feel privileged. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for listening. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.